Everybody Googles everything, especially potential customers or employers, and a business or personal online reputation can make or break you. If negative search results or reviews are impacting you, Webamax is here to help. Our proven process restores your online reputation quickly and effectively, and it matters. Don't let negative results control your narrative. Visit GoWebamax.com and fill out a brief confidential form to see how we can help. Remember, if you aren't paying attention to your online reputation, someone else is. GoWebamax.com. Anatomy of an ad. Subconsciously trigger emotions through music. Perfect. Define an opportunity. Imagine talking to millions of people across the U.S. like I am now. Identify a problem. Creating an audio ad is time-consuming. Offer a solution. Utilize cutting-edge AI. Imagine creating all that in under 30 seconds. Well, we did. To create this ad... To learn more about AI in the audio industry, download the white paper from audiostack.ai. Anatomy of an ad. Subconsciously trigger emotions through music. Perfect. Define an opportunity. Imagine talking to millions of people across the U.S. like I am now. Identify a problem. Creating an audio ad is time-consuming. Offer a solution. Utilize cutting-edge AI. Imagine creating all that in under 30 seconds. Well, we did. To create this ad... To learn more about AI in the audio industry, download the white paper from audiostack.ai. Anatomy of an ad. Subconsciously trigger emotions through music. Perfect. Define an opportunity. Imagine talking to millions of people across the U.S. like I am now. Identify a problem. Creating an audio ad is time-consuming. Offer a solution. Utilize cutting-edge AI. Imagine creating all that in under 30 seconds. Well, we did. To create this ad... To learn more about AI in the audio industry, download the white paper from audiostack.ai. The Raiders is a team that we don't care for. Something, something, Bronco. With Lori Lattimore Volk, Jess Place, and Tim Lynch. Yes, my master. Get involved in the conversation at milehighreport.com. You are listening to Something Something Broncos. I am Jess Place. There's Tim Lynch. And over there is Lori Lattimore Volkman. Today we are brought to you by the NBC Sports Network, the only football network you will not find the Denver Broncos on this season. <laughs> nice. Uh, there you go. All right. So the schedule is out. Uh, we. Uh, we know when we're playing and, and who we're playing and, and, and how ugly it is and, and how great it is and, and everything in between. Um, initial reactions, uh, we've got uh, one, one national game that's not on Thursday. So that's good. Possibly two. You see that TBD down at the bottom could be on a Saturday, which means yeah. that's prime time, right? They it, hopefully they don't look at how Denver has done historically against the Detroit Lions uh, because if they do they will decide to put us on at midnight because we usually get our ass beat by the Detroit Lions. <laughs> Except when Peyton Manning's the quarterback. Fair enough. So right. once in the last fifteen years, <laughs> the Lions didn't even win a game one year. How we lose? Well, we unfortunately we didn't play them that year. <laughs> Otherwise, right. they would have won one game. They would have. They would have gotten that one. 
2007, there was the the Broncos Detroit game where they just beat the crap out of it. Like like they were a terrible team and they just rang up like 40 points. And I think it was that one where we ended up kicking a field goal just so we didn't get shut shut out to preserve the shutout streak. Oh yeah, the one where Vance Joseph was like, "Nah, I don't care about that stuff." You're talking about Vance Joseph last year when I'm he talking about Vance Joseph okay. ruining the streak. Oh yeah, he didn't care. So, uh, as I was saying, one national game and one game in the dead of night because we're playing Detroit. Yeah, and and the Raider game <laughs> basically midnight too, right? Because it's the second of two ESPN. Yeah, uh, as someone on the East Coast, I'm excited that the game kicks off just shy of 10:30 p.m. <laughs> so, meaning it will be over just shy of 2 a.m. in the morning. Yeah, yeah. Well, let's let's do a game by game win loss tally. Go ahead, Tim. Lead us the way. Okay, week one at the Raiders, Monday Night Football. Win. Win. We win. We always win in Oakland. It's like a rule. I'm going with a win as well. I was kind of looking ahead. I think think the NFL planning gods had it out for Vic Fangio when they made his first home game in Denver against his former team. I'm not done talking about the Raiders. I have a great <laughs> I had a great joke all planned out. I was like, you know, the Broncos got to be ready. There's going to be 25,000 fans in the stadium. <laughs> like full-throated, ready to go for Raiders football. And, and you jumped ahead to Vic Fangio and the Chicago Bears. Sorry. And, sorry. Let's, you know, let's start over. You can't do it. It's too late. You, it's too late. So Vic Fangio. <laughs> <laughs> Vic Fangio uh, is, is going to face his old team, as Lori said. Um, no, that's a loss. We're going to lose to Chicago. Wow, what a traitor! Jeez. Yeah, what? That's a, it's reality. It's reality. The Bears had one good season. They're going to regress so hard. They're going to be like, "What happened?" And then Vic Fangio is going to know every weakness on that defense, and Joe Flacco is going to be shredding them to pieces. And it's going to be an easy win. I'm not even going to say it's going to be close. It's going to be 30 to 14. Ooh! Wow! Confidence. Really? I don't. I think it'll be a. It'll be a squeaker, like all Broncos games. But I think it'll be. I think it'll be Fangio's first home win, first home game, and he'll get the win. But it, he'll have to fight for it. Now, Tim, the Broncos haven't scored 30 points in like five five of their last games combined. Yeah, well, <laughs> we're not talking about the past. Turning the page. Beautiful. Beautiful. And the Broncos have started 2-0 like 10 years in a row, so we're going to keep that streak going. If Vance Joseph can keep that streak going. Okay, all right, I'll give you that. And then Green Bay, we go to Green Bay, uh, Lambeau Field, in the frozen tundra. Not so frozen. Uh, Thank in goodness Lake- we're in September at Lambeau Field. <laughs> See, I don't buy into that. It's like we're an out team we play in cold weather like it's it's not like it's not like we're you know new orleans like going up there in in december like it's it, i i feel like i feel like of the teams out there like denver is probably most prepared to play in the cold well probably but it's a different cold up there in wisconsin than it is in colorado much well, different got cheese and 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 the bench seating up there. I mean, they don't have fold down seats like we do at Mile High. It's not nice like that. It's it's all 
cold benches, people sitting on your laps. I can understand that. So, Tim, what do you think? Green Bay. I'm going to say Green Bay in September. Aaron Rodgers is still alive. So I'm going to have to say that's that's going to be a loss. Ooh, I'm going with a win. There won't be any weather factor. To be honest, I can't. I don't really know how Green Bay's team is, but Aaron Rodgers is not the same as he used to be. So I think our defense can can still pick him apart like they did a couple of years ago. And I'm looking forward to a better offense and score some points. I think I think Lori is is right. I don't. Uh, however, I don't think it's Aaron Rodgers that has has fallen off because he can go out there and stagger and throw like the game winning hail mary. And, and that's like his game, which is like amazing. But I think Vic Fangio has faced off against Aaron Rodgers and the Packers for these last few years. And so he's probably got a good idea of what they're doing. And let's be honest, the bottom has kind of fallen out of the Packers lately. And uh, make no mistake, every player to a man on the Denver Broncos roster knows that John Elway beat the Packers in that Super Bowl. And, and God damn it, he, if, if there is one game on this schedule that he wants to win, it, it, it's the Packers. Like, like let, give it to John Elway. God damn it. <laughs> okay, next is what I'm going to call, well, I don't know. The, the, this is quite possibly the least sexy game on the schedule. Uh, the Jacksonville Jaguars come to Mile High Stadium, or whatever they're going to call it. Is anyone excited about this game? Like, I mean, should we even pick it? Like, it's so boring. Like, this is yeah, like no, totally not excited. It's safe to assume we all think Nick Foles is gonna not be January Nick Foles. He's gonna be September Nick Foles. He is not gonna, gonna be January Nick Foles. No way. So, the Jaguar in him will, will rear its head, and he will he will self destruct just like Blake Bortles and Byron Westbrook. And so four games in. Jess and I have the Broncos at three and one, and Lori is thinking four and zero. Oh, totally to four season. and zero. Oh. Wait, where's Jess's loss? Jess, who did you pick as a loss? The Bears. The Bears. Ah, I know. I like the home the game, first talk. home game. They're sneaky. They'll get you. They'll get you. Yeah. I, yeah. Absolutely. I think that's a loss. No. Yeah. I do think. I think though, week five could be our first loss going to the Chargers. Yeah, in front of their 16 fans. <laughs> Brutal. Hold on. Wait, have you, did you guys look closely at the schedule? Did you see where we play them? Do you see what they call it? Yeah, name? Dignity. <laughs> Dignity Health Sports Park. Wow. I, that, that was a subtle change. No one sent me a press release on that. I'm uh, not sure I approve. It's called a sports park, not a stadium, huh? Yeah, they play, they're, they're playing down at the, at the local rec. <laughs> There's probably going to be a lacrosse game going on next door. <laughs> yeah, they'll they'll have a cooler full of soda <laughs> at the end and orange <laughs> Some oranges. Yeah, you, you know, you got to keep the team hydrated and, and ready to go. So, <laughs> yeah, so Dignity Health Sports Park. Uh, I see uh, I see the Broncos winning this one. All right. Yeah. It's going to be like a home game because everyone knows no one packs Dignity Health Sports Park like the Denver Broncos fans. 
I'm going to say it's going to be a loss just because the Broncos tend to lose one or two road games and they're usually uh, in, in the division and it's usually the Chargers and the Chiefs. So <sighs> stick with tradition, even though, you know, they'll have home field advantage in Los Angeles that day. That's true. I kind of right. forgot about that. That it is like a home game. I just feel like the the Chargers are still pretty solid, and Philip Rivers is always an X factor. And for the home games, I just feel like it's kind of a week of a letdown going away. So hopefully the home the home crowd there will pick them up, and it it, it won't be as tough a game as I anticipate. Do we do we have time for Jess's Jess's story time? I got a story. <laughs> Tell us your story, Jess. Okay, so uh, I used to live in Los Angeles, and um, I would go to Broncos Chargers games all the time. Uh, and one time I went, and it was raining. Uh, it was actually right after I got engaged to my wife. And um, as everyone has seen, the the super fans, the Chargers super fans, they they have like Boltman. Yeah. Is- is uh you know he's entirely made of sponge and there's another guy and he he's like boltman but he was like like diet boltman and he had like you know the foam finger like that foam finger material like it's like super loose like spongy material and they were not used to it raining during the game (laughs) and so i'll never forget diet boltman with with completely waterlogged with like his little lightning bolts, like drooping and like dripping water down the back of his neck. (laughs) And like trying to like wring it out. He's like reaching up and grabbing like his little helmet and like trying to, to wring out his little soggy waterlogged bolts. And I, I almost felt sorry for them. And then I did. The irony is hilarious too, because you know, like he'd be electrocuted normally. (laughs) Lightning and water. Exactly. Okay, so next up is also in contention for the least watchable uh, Broncos game on the schedule. Tennessee at Denver. Uh, is there anyone among us that picks them, that picks the Tennessee Titans to uh, beat the Broncos? No way. I don't think so. No. Okay. All right. Well, there you go. We don't even need to talk about that. Okay, so uh thursday october 17th this is the other national game the denver broncos have it's a game against the kansas city chiefs how do we feel about that are we going to win are we going to lose does uh patrick mahomes uh run rush shot over the denver defense that's a tough one i think it's easily an understandable loss especially on a short week the Broncos do compete really well when they go against Kansas City. They always get up for that game. And being that it's prime time, I'm going to take a flyer here and go with a win. Wow. I was going to say Joe Flacco doesn't miss a wide-open Emmanuel Sanders streaking down for the winning touchdown, and the Broncos do win this game. I agree. The Denver Broncos win this game. It's looking like a 12-4 season right now. I <laughs> I think I pretty much have a. I got fourteen and two. It's a lot easier to pick them when you've got a last place schedule. <laughs> uh, okay, Indianapolis. Uh, Peyton Manning uh, will not be starting for the Broncos, and so I say, 
Denver wins this one too. I'm going to say they lose because they always lose on the road in Indianapolis. Yeah, me too. We, we do not play well at Indy. I think that one's a loss. You disappoint me, both of you. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Cleveland at Denver. Uh, I circled this one as the one I am most likely to go to this year. Just real quick, that's eight games in. Jess oh. is seven and one. Lori six and two, and I am five and three. Well, get ready for disappointment because I'm about to pick some stinkers. <laughs> I think the uh, Cleveland uh, one will be tough. It's a home game, and I think new improved Fangio defense can can really give Baker Mayfield some fits, but. Cleveland is an improved team, so I'm going to go with a win, but that one is a uh, – that could easily be a loss. I'm going to go win because I'm going, and, and we rarely lose games that I go to in Denver. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think Cleveland is a hype city right now, and, and they'll, they should be better, but, I mean, they got people predicting them – in the Super Bowl, I'm like, come on! They're not the Chargers. <laughs> they are the Chargers. I mean, if you think about it, they're they're kind of like the Chargers when Phyllis Philip Phyllis Philip Rivers was good. So I'm gonna go with the Broncos win. I think it'll be a good game though, but I don't think the Browns are anywhere near as good as people are expecting them to be. I think they will be in a year or two, but right now I don't think so. And this brings us to the, the bye week. Yes. How do we feel about a week 10 bye week? I like it because the NFL kind of screwed the Broncos. Uh, four of their next five games after their bye are early games on the East Coast. And the Broncos historically suck on the East Coast in the 11 a.m. time slot. And they got four of their next five after the bye are in that time slot. So Four I'm of the next glad. five are also away games, which is terrible yeah it's brutal it's it's the most brutal part of the schedule i wouldn't have been mad with like a week seven by <laughs> or something you're overestimating the two and a half plays that each starter is going to play in the hall of fame game <laughs> uh minnesota uh, we're playing in minnesota in their fancy new gigs um i believe this is our first time in their new stadium um I, uh, I think I got to go with Alan Roach. Uh, he defected on the Denver Broncos as their stadium announcer and went to Minnesota. I think Minnesota will win this one. <laughs> the thing is, between Minnesota and Buffalo, we're losing one of those. One of those two on the road, I think. And I don't think we're, we're really a dome team. So I'm going to agree with you, Jess. I think Minnesota might be a loss, especially coming off a bye. I don't ever think we've played too great on our game right after the bye we have our first consensus of a loss for the broncos <laughs> this year we will lose to the vikings in week 11 mark it down <laughs> the act will be so pumped and case and trevor will go out for beers afterwards <laughs> and kyle Sloter. <laughs> oh yeah right. oh it's like it's like it's like the gary kubiak almost hit parade <laughs> And then that brings us to Buffalo, and and this, I, I agree with you, Lori. I think I think Buffalo is uh, Buffalo and Minnesota are those are the two like trappiest 
trap trap looking games. I hate to say it, but I think Buffalo is going to get over on the Denver Broncos this week. That week. I think we're going to win this one. But it's, you know, it's the weekend of Thanksgiving, I believe. And it's going to be, you know, end of November in Buffalo. So we could be playing in snow and cold. Um, But we got embarrassed by Buffalo the last time. And I think this is one of those where, even though it's different coaches, (laughs) Elway is going to be like, we are not going up there and doing that again. So I think we'll have a much more prepared team. And we will... We will be back into our rhythm from the bye, and uh, so I'm gonna I'm gonna hope, cross my fingers for a win on the Buffalo game. Yeah, I agree. Josh Allen is gonna feel the pain. Yeah. And the Broncos are gonna win. So after another quarter of the season, Jess is starting to rack up the losses. <laughs> Seven and three. And Lori, you're seven and three as well, and it looks like I'm six and four with, for the Broncos. <laughs> so, who's racking up the losses? <laughs> Wait, seven and four. That means you guys are eight and three. I can't do math. <laughs> so, eight and three, eight and three, and uh, it all sounds right good that, to me, man. Thank yeah, you for keeping yeah. track. That's all I gotta say. Yeah, right. We, that's what I think too. December first, LA Chargers at in Denver. I'm going to go the same direction. I think we lose this one. Ooh. I think three in a row. Broncos are full of themselves. Here comes the late season swoon. Nope. I'm going with the win. Chargers at home. We are not letting that happen. Yeah, I'm, I got a win too. And I did some more math and realized that was actually the 12th game. of <laughs> uh, Houston. In Houston. Uh, only because I like Coach Bill O'Brien's little like chin dimple that uh, just goes for like miles, like it goes to the back of his neck. Like it's such a deep chin dimple. He would have been a great quarterback by um, by anyone's standards. But um, I think uh, the Denver Broncos beat the chin dimple. Me too. Broncos win. They beat us at home last year, and they shouldn't have because we made a stupid call on a field goal at the sixty yard line or something. So it's not and happening. And they go from the one. Don't forget. Oh, I don't. <laughs> I'm trying to forget. I was at the game and it was depressing. Well, I'm going to say they lose. So, uh, okay, it's not in November, so that bodes well for the Denver Broncos. However, it is Dece- December fifteenth, uh, Kansas City at Arrowhead. Consensus. We lose. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I think that Denver and Kansas City, regardless of who the quarterback is, is a uh, yikes. So, like the record for us when we play them in November is like we've won like three times ever in November in Kansas City, which is kind of remarkable. I looked it up once. the The record in December in Arrowhead Stadium was like all time was like three and thirteen for the Broncos. Was, the Broncos, yeah. Yeah, I, I think we split with Kansas City. And, and this is the game that I think we lose. Cause. So, the Lions. December 21st slash 22nd. Yeah, they don't know. I guess they haven't determined if they're going to flex it to a Saturday or not. I mean, who cares? I hate Saturday games. They still win. I mean, come on. It's at home against the Lions. Give me a break. There's no way. No, Broncos lose. <laughs> <laughs> Broncos win. I have the Broncos win in that one. They should win, but for whatever reason, history has shown that 
Alex Karras and your your long walk back after the preseason uh, 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 loss in what it was like 1967, where he, he was like, "I'll walk back." If the Detroit Lions lose to the Denver Broncos, well, guess what? They lost, and, and <laughs> we haven't seen them since. Damn it! So, um, so what is? I think the bigger question here is what? What problem do you have with the bye week? The bye happened, and then you're just like Broncos lose every game. Fuck it, they're done. It's how we kind of do things, really. I mean, if you look back at uh, Joshua Daniels' first year with Kyle Orton, like we, what, what did we go like six and, and two, and then t- yeah. Yeah, eight, six and zero, oh and then two and eight, I believe. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, yeah. So it, it, it's it's kind of you know it's what we do. If Jacksonville and Indianapolis or and uh, Tennessee were later in the season, then I, things would be different. But it's you got you got Detroit, you've got Minnesota, you got Buffalo, who for some reason we can't seem to beat lately. Uh, I can count know. on you for the Raider game, though, right? No, forever. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, the Raiders. Yeah, Broncos kill the Raiders to close out their season. Yes. Yeah. Nine and six. That's enough. What are Jess and I at? Well, you're obviously at twelve and four. <laughs> <laughs> obviously. <laughs> and then Jess and I are are ten and six. So. Oh, all right. Mark it down. Ten and six looks doable. I thought I was being optimistic though, so that worries me. Yeah. <laughs> Well, even though, you know, Vic Fangio is trying to coach them to win every game, of course, and no coach and no players going in looking at which games are can we afford to lose. I do feel like as as a new a new coaching staff and also coming off two years of losing seasons that if the Broncos go, even if they just go nine and seven, but especially if they go 10 and six, it will kind of feel like a Super Bowl year. Because that will be a huge turnaround just from a morale standpoint and a locker room standpoint and a getting excited about the future standpoint that we're kind of back on track. We're back to winning and we're, we're fighting for it. And we had a really tough schedule and we came out on the better end of that schedule. And I, I think that will do wonders for even the following year. So if we went 10 and 6, that would be awesome i think if they get to the bye with as many anywhere near the wins that that we thought they could get you know six or more the defense still has a lot of veteran leaders you know a lot of guys that have won super bowls i mean they get to the bye with that record i think they i think the charge continues the only thing that i'm worried about is if they get to the bye and they're hovering around 500 and they're not putting enough quality wins together then we could see a potential bottom fallout the most important game of the year is that thursday night football game with the chiefs um if, if they pull out a win there that's going to be their super bowl after two losing seasons like you said Lori. so i'm hoping they get to the bye with with enough wins to that it's just going to charge them into the, the the stretch and and into the playoffs that thursday night game though is possibly the toughest one on the schedule uh, well other than going to kansas city that's the toughest well, one on the schedule of course that's why winning it is so important yeah but I- <laughs> I felt like this last year too. That one that we lost was heart crushing because we really should have beaten them. Exactly. If they'd won that game, right? Who knows what could happen? But but the fact that we were that we competed so well with them proved to us that we had potential. But then we never followed through with that. I feel like 
in this one too. If we were to lose that game against Kansas City, but we put together a great game and they just scored more points than we did, that wouldn't necessarily be a, a backbreaker. But if we lose to Kansas City and then we go to Indianapolis and we lose and then we don't play well against Cleveland, then we're in trouble. I think a bigger test will be the Indianapolis and the Cleveland games in terms of kind of just figuring out the the pulse of where the team is at and how you know how they'll be able to handle the rest of the season. I think Vic Fangio is in a great situation where yes, 10 and 6 would be ideal. That's what Tim and I both want and it it is a couple games fewer than what you, what you, what you predict, Lori, but realistically all he has to do is get it to eight and eight and and the fan base will embrace him like eight and eight is right it's a big improvement and then next year uh eight and eight won't cut it but this year the bar is very low and so and and i can't and honestly like looking at the schedule we've got jacksonville we've got the raiders twice we've got the titans like really like the cards are all kind of stacked in our favor for at least an eight and eight season. So if, if they can't get it done, then God damn, we're in trouble. <laughs> it all t- it depends on how they played, you know, how they played the games. If they get to eight and eight and they ended the season, like Josh McDaniels did in 2009, I don't think I'd be too happy about that. Right. You mean like how I predicted the schedule to go? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, basically that'd be your schedule. There would be massively disappointing but they, they limped to a 10 and 6 record so we're good we're good we're up we're up we're up and we're down yeah. <laughs> okay are we ready for a mystery question yeah i think so- we should do like the best home game to go to and the best away game i would love to go to lambeau field and see them play at green bay i have a buddy who lives in oshkosh wisconsin who has already put the feelers out and he's like you should come. I can get tickets. Let's go. And I'm kind of like, that would be a lot of fun. I, I, I went and toured Lambeau and it, it, it's pretty awesome. I mean, they've got a picture of John Elway doing the helicopter in their hall of fame. So what nice. that one jumps off to me. And, um, you know, for, for at Denver, uh, I, I think Cleveland, just not only because of where it falls, but I think it'd be a lot of fun to go see that whole menagerie uh, lose. <laughs> I think for a home game, I'd want to go to the Thursday night football against the Chiefs. They're going to have the the orange uniforms everybody hates that I love, and the throwback helmet that everybody loves. I just, I just love that uniform. And to play against the Chiefs in their ugly all red uniforms would just be great. So, <laughs> uh, plus if they won, that's the biggest game of the year. You know, that would just that would it would be incredible to be there to watch that. Um, for an away game, I think I'd like to go to opening day against the Raiders on Monday Night Football. I did that in 2008. It was terrifying, and I'm pretty sure if they, if anybody knew I was a Broncos fan, I'd, I would have died. <laughs> but to walk into the tunnel surrounded by silver and black, everybody's chanting, Broncos suck, Broncos suck, and it echoes everywhere. And then three hours later, walking out of the stadium, and everybody's rioting and fighting and unhappy, and it's just... Inside, I'm just, ah, Broncos won. Yeah. <laughs> it's, you know, I risked my life, but it was worth it because I got to see misery at its fullest. It's going to be the last chance that you have for that sort of experience because when the Raiders moved to Las Vegas, 
it's going to become Disneyland of the NFL. They're not going to allow that well, nonsense. And, and, and it's going to be basically a home game for every team that plays the Raiders. Like it's, it's going to be, it's going to be awesome. Like, let's go, let's go to Vegas. Tim. Are you ready? Like, well, I, I would do that. I will not, I will not actually go to the Raider game this year. I, I told you I risked my life and I escaped with my life. People were letting off fireworks at people's faces. It was dangerous. Oh yeah. Game. I've been to that stadium once and you do risk your no, life. No thanks. But yeah. I actually nope. wore my I wore my blue and orange and I was like, Go Broncos! Raiders suck. Was it a primetime game? No. Okay, yeah. Don't do that when it's dark outside. Yeah, no. the cops but are nowhere to be found. <laughs> I was I was five months pregnant and they still yelled like just the worst things at me. Like they they don't even care. They're, oh yeah, she's pregnant, awful. whatever, you bitch, you stupid Broncos. And the security yeah. guards told us to wait inside the stadium till everybody had left before we would leave. <laughs> so... Nobody told me that. I... <laughs> Did you go through the tunnel? Did no, you... I went through. I, I drove there. I was okay. parked in the parking lot. Which is probably also scary. But if you take BART, yes. there is one exit. One There's one tunnel out of the stadium that, that crosses from the stadium into the subway and you go down the escalator and you're at the subway and so that one tunnel is like it's packed with people you, i mean i bet 10 people are murdered there every game and nobody knows until the next day when there's just some bodies lying there because, all right <laughs> i wore a green hoodie and i had people saying fucking broncos fan coward you're a coward i'm not stupid <laughs> I'm not messing around. It was it was actually pretty it was pretty intense. It um, is. It is not scary. an enjoyable way either. It was I, like it's a freaking game, people. I'm here, you know, like I tailgated with all the Raider fans before the game and it was fun. I, you know, we hung out, we we drank, we ate, they talked smack, I talked smack, and everybody was cool. After the game when the Broncos won 41-14, people wanted to murder me. So yeah. no, I did not enjoy my, did not enjoy the after like your normal life. Like, isn't that like day to day for you? No. <laughs> the game I went to, the Broncos did their typical where they, they played horrible for four quarters, basically. And then right in the last five minutes came back. And I think we won like 17 to 14 or 21 to 14 or something kind of pathetic. And it was a Jake Plummer comeback game. And so those oh. Raiders fans were pissed. I, not to interrupt the conversation, but I just received a text on the uh, something something Broncos text line. Uh, <laughs> my buddy who lives in Oshkosh, Wisconsin, uh, just let me know that September 22nd, the day that the Broncos play the Packers, is his birthday. Oh. <laughs> All right, Jess, I'll see you at Lambeau. Except my anniversary is two days before that. Shannon always wanted to go to to Green Bay, didn't she, for your anniversary? Has been there, and, and you know the stadium was not on her uh, radar. <laughs> <laughs> Throw your okay. mystery question. At All right, here we go. This is going to be fun. You guys are not prepared for this, okay? I'm never prepared for them. I have to Google every single one of them. It's going to be a roundtable. One name, and we're going to keep going. Until someone can't do it. And you have to name a celebrity Broncos fan. Oh my God, I don't know any. <laughs> <laughs> you got this. You got this. You just take a moment, take a breath. All right. I, I'm starting because I only know one The okay. Rock. The, ro the Rock? Okay. Yeah. 
Dwayne Johnson. He's a Broncos fan. Oh, he has a name? (laughs) (laughs) All right, Tim, you're next. Go ahead. The Olympic swimmer? What was her name? Yeah, the one who's married to um, the punter? Amy Van Dyken. She went to my high school. Oh, I was thinking of the the one that just won a bunch of gold medals. Uh, Oh, yeah. Franklin. Missy Franklin. Thank you. Yes. Yes. Missy Franklin. Okay, Matt Stone. Okay. Laura, you're next. Um, Don Cheadle. Don Cheadle. Oh, that's a good one. Don Cheadle. Yes. Okay. Tim, you're back up. Um, We'll help you along. The MMA fighter. Uh, What's what's her name? Oh, my gosh. I wrote a story about it years ago. Uh, Lori? <laughs> the skier. The, she hurt her knee. Lindsey Vaughn. Lindsey Vaughn. Okay. okay yeah. Trey Parker. Go ahead. Tim. How um, do you get... You, this isn't fair for you to play. <laughs> I'm not looking at anything up. You can see me, right? Uh, oh, 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 oh. I got one. I got one. Case okay. Keenum. <laughs> 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 okay. All right. Fair enough. Um, maybe, like, currently, or like, I'm sure that died rather swiftly kate hudson oh there you go all right goldie hahn that's easy i'll just throw that (laughs) probably kurt russell too is he is he a fan oh you just took tim's oh no tim the tool man taylor oh tim the tool man i don't know his real name he's tim the tool man the home improvement guy tim allen tim allen thank you my wife watches a comedy he does and it's always like he's always talking about the broncos he's a bronco fan i don't know if he's actually a broncos fan but on that show he is hey what's the guy he's a nba player he was he's dt's friend that's my answer but i have to look up his name okay so we got mma fighter and nba nba player plays for the bulls ah dt went to a game he was on instagram with him last year well, that guy's a Patriots fan now. I got one. Okay. John Elway. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Tim sure. Tebow. <laughs> yeah, no, he hates the Broncos now. Tim Tebow's uh, brother absolutely hates the Broncos. Um, well, of course he does. You know, he should learn about forgiveness. <laughs> I wish there was some sort of resource he could look into that would teach him about that. It's called the Bible. Keep going. It's next. You probably got the name of it stored next to that MMA fighter. Jimmy Butler is the one. Is the is the player that I was looking for? Oh, how about the I'm South like, Park guys? I already did them. Oh, I didn't hear. Sorry. They were my go-to's. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, Homer Simpson. He bought the Broncos once. He did. He bought the Broncos. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The Rockies players. Does that count? Todd Helton, maybe. Yeah, I'm a big Peyton Manning fan. I bet Todd Helton is a. I bet he's a Broncos fan. Sure, sure. <laughs> I'm pretty Whoa. sure I'm done with anything I like, possibly yeah. know. Clark Gable. <laughs> <laughs> prove me wrong. Prove Ab- me wrong. Abraham yeah. Lincoln, prove me wrong. <laughs> All right. Well, we've reached that point in the show where it's time to say thank you for listening to Something Something Broncos. We've got a fancy new show close that I just did, and I'm really excited because now I don't have to say all the stuff I usually say, so (laughs) run it, Lori. (laughs) Got it. Correction on the reporting of the foul. Both teams were on the – both up – both fouls were on the kicking team.
You're making me sad, man. But, you know. Are you a Chin Dimple sympathizer? Coward! You're a coward! You've been listening to Something Something Broncos. A feature of MileHighReport.com with Lori Lenamore-Volk, Jess Place, and Tim Lynch. Get involved in the conversation at MileHighReport.com.